stuck in the game How that love shit distracting it fuck on my brain On my knees begging God for something to change I thought he owed me till he showed me we one and the same Now working, purpose, they stuck on the surface While I'm out here thinking deeper, a leader for certain He say it's cheaper if you keep it, what keeper is curtain Them niggas reaching from the bleachers, don't speak with the serpents Fuck them, touch them what up, y'all? This is Panda with AOD, and with me today is a very special guest. I'm going to allow him to introduce himself. What's going on, y'all? It's Rob Nero, CEO of Bird Incorporated as well, orchestrated. Hey. hey. It's been a long time coming. I reached out to you like a year ago, a little bit over a year, and I mm-hmm. think that it was because you posted something on Facebook, and I listened to your uh, freestyle, and I was mm-hmm. like, this dude can flow for real. Like, mm-hmm. it was crazy. And for me, I had never heard of you, so I just kept on, like, like tuning in to what you were doing. Mm-hmm. And so I had hit you up, and I just asked you, did you have your own material as far as, like, something you were working on? You said you had it in the works. Mm-hmm. So I just let you know to hit me up when you, like, we're getting close to that mark, and I wanted to bring you in for an interview. Okay. So I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you reaching out to me. <laughs> and your mixtape is really fire. So if you guys haven't listened to Rob Nero's mixtape yet, you really need to. Yeah, um, <laughs> you really need to. But um, I guess I just want to know, one, your motivation behind the mixtape, and then what are your favorite tracks from the mixtape? My motivation behind it. Well, let's start out with the name of the mixtape. name of the mixtape mm-hmm. is Diamond in the Rough. Mm-hmm. Um, the motivation behind the title was, me, me personally, I feel like I'm a diamond in the rough. I feel like I'm one of the dopest artists in mm-hmm. the world <laughs> of any region, mm-hmm. any era. I honestly feel like that, but I feel like I'm from such a small market. Mm-hmm. Look at Dayton like the rough, but it's a lot of gems here, being mm-hmm. with the gym city. Yeah. <clears throat> a lot of great talent here in every field, every field. Yeah. But we just don't get to shine because it's a small market. Yeah, that's true. And that was basically the, the, uh, the theme of the mixtape, honestly. Okay. It was just to inspire my city, for real. Mm-hmm. And then if the rest of the world catch on to it, so be it. Yeah. It was to inspire us to do more, to know that we great, even though nobody, not as much light is shedding on us as the rest of the cities in Ohio, mm-hmm. from Cincinnati to Cleveland, Columbus. Mm-hmm. But we still some of the dopest people. Yeah, I the agree. The dopest people around, <laughs> for sure. So what are your favorite tracks from the mixtape? Uh, my favorite tracks would probably be Closer, for sure. Yeah. Ball hard for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, closer ball hard. I like uh, purpose. I was about to say you gotta have at least three. Yeah. <laughs> I like purpose and I love um, bossing up. Okay. Yeah. And I think that um, I'm just pulling it up so I get the names correctly. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites is Chip on My Shoulder. I love Chip on My Shoulder, too. <laughs> I had a point to prove with that. I was about to say, like, you rap. And the reason why I like your rap style and your delivery is because you really rap like you have a chip on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Like, I grew up with three brothers and five sisters. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, it's like... I feel like I understand the chip on the shoulder mentality. Mm-hmm. And I think coming from Dayton, we understand that as well. For like, sure. like you said, we're such a small market, but it's so much talent here. So much. So and really, much. I think we limit ourselves by staying in the city at times. For but sure. you want to build in your city. So it's mm-hmm. kind of bittersweet. Um, do you plan on, do you have any plans on leaving Dayton at all? Or yes, do you want to continue to build here? I left before. Yeah. In 2010, I left and moved to Atlanta for four years. How was that? It's beautiful. I should have stayed. <laughs> <laughs> what made you come back? Uh, family. Mm-hmm. 
And that's usually Family. what it is. Yeah, my grandma was passing away. I wanted mm-hmm. to be around her for the last yeah, the last run. Yeah. I ended up staying too long, but I feel like everything happened for a reason. It does. I revamped who I was. Like, I'm a whole different person. I'm a better artist. I'm a better uh, entrepreneur. I got a broader mind state. So I'm finna do it again. Yeah. I'm leaving again, going back to Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, I think if you coming back changed, like, your artistry in a positive way, you definitely should have came back. It definitely did. It, it got me <laughs> back around my core. Because you're really good. Like, Thank no you. lie. Like, I'm really impressed by you. And I think you come around at a really good time, like, mm-hmm. what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with giving the pass of Nipsey, which mm-hmm. was, like, whew. Tough blow for me. My like, I feel like rap. I've been getting over it for a whole week Man. and still spilling into it. Me and my brand manager are low-key thinking about going to his funeral. I cried. <laughs> me too. I've been, like, I've been sick over it. But I feel like everything, like you said, everything happens for a reason. And mm-hmm. a post I saw today that really affected me. And, like, I mean, I've been telling people, period, that Nipsey was a prophet. For sure. Me too. I believe that. And I think some people get offended when I say that. But mm-hmm. I feel like prophets are only, true prophets are only black men. For sure. I do feel that. And I feel like they have to come out of the situations like Nipsey and Pac did. They both were gangbangers. They both were in the streets. Mm-hmm. Because you have, you have to, to understand the whole perspective. For sure. You got to come from the bottom. From the roots the of that culture. bottom. Yep. For sure. Yep. So I think that he... I, I think I'm the same. <laughs> the more you get to know me, you'll mm-hmm. know what I mean. Yeah. I got the same mind state they had. I just... Sometimes you got to put the uh, what they say, the medicine and the candy. You do. And like I think... Like on his mixtape. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of... Um, <laughs> I would rather rap like the end of the mixtape, mm-hmm. all lyrical, all content, all consciousness, but mm-hmm. I know what era we in. You sound very conscious, though. Your music doesn't come off as, like, just throwaway rap. Like, yeah, it doesn't yeah, come off as, like, the bangers. As the bounce. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, I tried to go more for the bounce because I know the, the younger tier of people, that's what they want to hear. And for sure. People want to move. For sure. People don't want to just sit down and just listen to something. Sometimes you got to trick them into hearing what they want to hear or what they should hear, per mm-hmm. se. But yeah, on the on the token of Nipsey, I've been listening to Nipsey Hustle since like two thousand nine. Mm-hmm, yeah. Soon as he passed, my best friend, I was the first person he called. He said, "Bro, you know yeah. Nipsey did." I said, "Man." Yeah, I didn't even believe it. And the thing is, is like I listened to Nipsey, like, mm-hmm. but I fell in love with Victory Lap. Like mm-hmm. when I heard it, it was just it. And I played, I played every song on Victory Lap almost mm-hmm. every day when I and was, it was like such real a long heavy time coming. It. I've been waiting on Victory Lap since two thousand ten. <laughs> but what he said he did, which you can hear it in uh, Victory Lap, is he took the gems from his past albums mm-hmm. and put them all together, like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful, like, beautiful masterpiece. And I think that also being produced by Diddy was a big part of that, too. For sure. And I think also coach. with Diddy being involved, that just circles back to the whole re- uh, relativity of Nipsey with Pac. Mm-hmm. And I think I respect people who say that Nipsey was our generation's Pac. For and sure. I get it on many levels. But I think Nipsey was greater. I think Nipsey For was sure. greater. And he, was, he was greater, not to cut you off, but he was mm-hmm. greater in the sense that the mind state that he possessed. It was different. And just, it was bigger than just uh, racial oppression. Right. <clears throat> it was mental. He was trying to heal the world. Yes, and, <laughs> and give us a whole different mind state. Yeah. He changed my whole way of thought. Yeah. When I stayed in Atlanta, that's all I used to ride to Nipsey. Mm-hmm. The marathon. The marathon continues. Mailbox money. Uh, <laughs> Slauson boy. Yeah. That's and all I, I rode to. Um, I think, like, so what I was telling my sister when I was talking to her is Nipsey pretty much is, like, the whole Dr. CB thing. Mm-hmm. That's not, eating well for your body is not just for you. Like, mm-hmm. when you actually care about your body on that level, you put what you need to put into your body for fuel. When mm-hmm. you eat for fuel and energy versus just pure desire, mm-hmm. um, you are, you're being sustainable. 
for your body, but that turns into being sustainable for the planet, for sure. which turns into being like having care and compassion for other human beings. Mm -hmm. So starting with self and nurturing and nourishing yourself, mm -hmm. it just turns into a bigger thing for the greater good. And I think that was Nipsey's overall, um, his overall goal at mm -hmm. the end of the day. And so for me, I feel like he definitely was a prophet. And I feel like we only get people like Nipsey every few generations because God ain't going to keep sending them to us if we're going to keep taking them away. He's mm. not going to do it. Mm. And so That's I think deep. that, and I think as black people, we ask ourselves, why are we That's here? Deep. But we keep taking away the ones that are meant to deliver us from what we're It don't even make sense, doing. do it? No. You got all these don't. suckers running around here. All these goofies, and you take out the real one. Mm -hmm. The person that's trying to uplift us as a as a whole, it was deeper than just yeah, black and white. He was trying to uplift us as, as a <coughs> as a whole. Yeah, I don't, I could never understand it. Some evil spirits. Yeah, so I'm gonna read you something that Nipsey said, and then we gonna move on because okay. I really am into this Nipsey conversation. I could be here all day. I but, had that um, written down too. <laughs> <laughs> but let me find uh, what he said real quick. Okay. Because it was just, I mean, I've heard, I mean, everything Nipsey said was, like, freaking magic. But he was explaining something to Gary V. Mm -hmm. And he said, what is happening is that there is a technological evolution that is ahead of the compassion evolution, the spiritual evolution, which is the name, which is the new age vegan movement. All stuff is trying to catch up to technology because we have nuclear bombs and everybody's armed. And we could commit planetary suicide. And what has to balance that is the culture. And that's why Drake is the biggest. And I think love is the movement. And then the quote he said at the end of that was creative destruction. The risk and business of going against the grain. The reasonable man adapts himself to the world. The unreasonable one persists in trying to adapt the world to himself. Therefore, all progress depends on the unreasonable man. <laughs> He was unreasonable as hell. For sure, he's a radical. There was no reason why he was Nipsey should be still going in the hood. Come he on, did man. it because he knew he was. That was his purpose. That's who he was. What's a uh, what's a tree without his root? Right. Taking losses or losses, but somehow I made it up off of the block. While you talking, I walk it. I'm really out here trying to give me a knife. Need a spot at the top if they don't let me in, then I'm picking a lot. Showing off for the ground, I'm with a bad bitch going ham. Yo nigga average and I'm the man. We getting cab bitch, you understand? I met a bad bitch from Japan. I met a bad bitch from Japan. When they got assless with a friend, show me that ass bitch for the pen. She a twerker, she a twerker for her own money. She go out and get that sack and bring it home for me. Throw that money in the back, we counting no hundreds. Build a burner like a bank, come get a loan from me. Jay-Z or like a Diddy. Mm -hmm. You respect them, but Nipsey was greater than them. For he sure. had a greater purpose. For sure. He was moving in his purpose every single day. Mm -hmm. Every day. And he was he knew he was risking his life. He spoke about walking a fine line. And he said, being in a hood, he walks a fine line because you have people who are jealous of you every day around you. Mm -hmm. But you just take that risk. You take the risk. So And they come with it. It's the gift with the curse. Yeah. And I respect him as a man for knowing knowing his destiny and didn't shy away from it. 
That's mm-hmm. deep. Yeah. That's the most commendable thing about it because he knew what, what mm-hmm. was going on. He did. He knew he was too aware. You can't pull off what he pulled off without having a, a, a huge, a keen sight of awareness of everything around you and everything that's to come. Right. He was a planner. I could tell he probably planned his days out yeah. six months to a year ahead of time. Mm-hmm. I agree. Crazy. And the fact that Victory Lap was his debut album, it was titled Victory Lap, right. and it was his final like complete album before he left, it speaks volumes. Yeah. Like, I swear, I'm so motivated by Nipsey. Like, God bless him. And I still haven't said the... I don't say R.I.P. Mm-hmm. and his name in the same sentence because mm-hmm. he wasn't a rester. Right. Right. And Nipsey ain't resting right now. That soul and that spirit, that vibe gonna live forever. Yep. It's never gonna rest. He on to something else. We it's don't know what he's up now. to. But he's on to something else. Mm-hmm. Um, so God bless Nipsey Hustle. For sure. So what do you have coming up as far as like the mixtape? Do you have what do you have continuing after that? Um following the release. Following the release. Mm-hmm. I really wanna um keen in on community work. Mm-hmm. Like I've been linking with a lot of people for speaking to the kids. Yeah. Cause I got a story to tell. I've been through a lot, mm-hmm. a whole lot. Sometimes that I'd be surprised that I'm even still alive or still free. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I got a story that the kids would take take awareness to and actually believe in. Mm-hmm. So that's what I want to do. <clears throat> Just being more community active, mm-hmm. making them understand who I am. Like Nero stands for never inferior, remain optimistic. Okay. It's about I didn't overcoming know that. <laughs> nobody do. I don't ever tell nobody mm-hmm. because it scares certain people away. Like mm-hmm. that's too much, bro. They get it in yeah. due time, but it's it's just mean it just stands for resilience, like overcoming anything that's thrown at you. Because life is full of ups and downs. Mm-hmm. It's never gonna just be up. It's never gonna just be down. It's the balance of life, male, female, mm-hmm. alpha and omega, up down, inside, outside. Yeah. Feel me? Come with it. So I'm just about trying to leave my mark or not even leave my mark because I don't plan on leaving no time soon but just <laughs> getting more community Amen. active yeah <laughs> I want the community to know what I stand for and who I am yeah. what my brand mean like that's what Neuro Nation is a nation of people that feel resilient mm-hmm. that go through things and overcome things mm-hmm. at the same time yeah can see the bright light at the end of the tunnel <clears throat> whether that's you amazing. came from the ghetto and didn't have a father or you dealing with cancer you a a a a person or a, a a body in Nero Nation. Yeah. Never inferior, remain optimistic. Never That's inferior amazing. to any obstacles that come in your life if you keep an optimistic mind state about it. And we come from like the same area we found out, which is the West Side mm-hmm. of Dayton. <laughs> mm-hmm. How do you do you do you, how do you feel about the West Side? Like going there now, like looking around. Because to me, from my perspective, growing up. It seemed like the West Side is like much more vacant than it was. Oh, for sure. I see. Uh, don't get me wrong. I see how run down it is, but I see opportunity. Same. We can yeah. gentrify our own city, mm-hmm. and we don't even realize it. Yeah. Everybody just riding through. Look how tore up this shit is. Look how dirty and nasty this shit is. Buy it. Mm-hmm. Fix it up. <laughs> yeah. I know they don't want nothing for it. It's mm-hmm. probably dirt cheap. Yeah. You feel me? The it whole is. dating view. <laughs> See it how is big as long as they ain't caught on yet. Come on, man. You see how big the houses are in Dayton? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My parents have one of those houses. Come on. And the big. house is like in terrible shape. My parents don't live there right now, but I told them to hold on to it. I'm mm-hmm. like, just keep it. We'll and I seen, it I seen uh, one of my female friends on Facebook posted something yesterday about how the system is against us as uh, melanated people, mm-hmm. indigenous people. 
Mm-hmm. She was talking about how the system is designed for us to fail. Mm-hmm. And I told her that it, it is, or basically it was, but the era that we live in with this, the information era, mm-hmm. with all this information, you can just, everything you want to know is a click away. Yeah. This opportunity around is everywhere. Mm-hmm. I know a million, uh, a million dudes that hustle on the streets. Why all these houses, why you ain't buying them? Yeah. Why, uh, go get a, clean your credit up and go get a loan and start a group home. Buy yeah. one of them houses and clean it out. Yeah. Gut it and do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. So I see opportunity. I definitely see opportunity as yeah. well. It hurts my soul, though, to see Lexington Supermarket boarded up. Like, yeah, close. for sure. I know why they did it um, a few years back. Like, I don't even know how long ago, but maybe it was like 2012, 2011, mm-hmm. something like that. But the owner, he had got shot in the face. And um, they still kept it open. His sons and, like, nephews, whoever they were. They ran the store for him, mm-hmm. but then they eventually closed it. They mm-hmm. probably ran it just to get whatever money out of it, and they was like, we're ready to close shop. Mm-hmm. Tripping. Yeah, and that sucks. They were really good people in the community. You yeah. could go up there for your birthday, get mm-hmm. candy. Like, yeah. everything, it was cool. Like, the community was really cool. Even though some things happened in the view, mm-hmm. it was always a good yeah. um, place to be. For sure. That's for sure. It was part of culture, for real. And us, the city that we from, we forget our own culture. Mm-hmm. I pay attention to that all the time. We really a highly cultured Ooh. city. <laughs> I was hurt yeah. when they closed up Roger Trotman's uh, yeah, like what's, studio what's when really, they knocked it down. Why would y'all do that? That's a landmark. That's a landmark. Y'all taking away <laughs> from our, our identity. That's how you build a market. You build an identity to your space, the area that you come from. We don't have no identity. And Dayton created funk. And then Ice uh, Ice Cube, he came out with a new album either this year or last, it was last year, I believe, mm-hmm. called New Age Funk. Mm-hmm. And it was like they pretty know. much recycling that same. Like, it, I was just watching an interview from Snoop on uh, the GGN Network, mm-hmm. the show he got. He said it out his own mouth, we Ohio players, we get our funk from Dayton and Zap and mm-hmm. Roger. He said, they know. Yeah. We and don't. So we need know. to own that. We yeah. need to own it. We need to really take it like in our hands and really do something with it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's happening definitely with the arts. I think Dayton definitely needs to come up in the game with supporting artists mm-hmm. and putting business behind art. Mm-hmm. And once we get there, I think a lot more money will come to the city, and a lot more people may come to the city as well. Mm-hmm. For sure. And you mentioned you wanted to do some things with the kids. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that where your passion lies? Yeah, definitely. Same. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about the kids. Yeah. We going and they coming. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to raise them up. You got to teach them right. And you got to like show them. In my last them. interview, I said bring a child up in the way they should go and they shall not depart from it. That's true. That's true. It's highly true. Like, we don't pay attention to the youth. We so caught up in our everyday lifestyle, what we need. Mm. Nobody teaching the youth. We showing the youth what we are and then get mad when your son grow up and be a dope boy. Or right. get mad when your your daughter grow up and be a quote-unquote thought. But all <laughs> she see is you twerking for Instagram and Facebook. Mm. And don't get me wrong, it's nothing, to, it's nothing wrong with having fun. Like, mm-hmm. Twerking and all, that's part of our culture. <laughs> Females don't even realize that. They think mm. they're just doing it. It's part of our culture. Look mm-hmm. at all the indigenous people <laughs> from the uh, the Native Americans to the Africans mm-hmm. to the uh, the Haitians, the Dominicans. They all, when they do festivals, their females put on certain outfits. They go around a campfire. They have family time. Mm-hmm. The females dance. They twerk. It's the yeah. same thing. Yeah. We just don't know what we're doing. We're using it in the wrong manner. But Definitely. Back exploiting to the, kids. the culture. Yeah, exploiting the culture. Back to the kids, we showing the kids the wrong things. We letting them see grown up shit and then get mad when you act like a grown up. You cut, you tell your son he a little motherfucker every day, but then whoop him for going to school and saying motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Don't even make sense. Yeah. At all. Yeah, and I think too it helps to see someone like you or anybody who's doing something 
positive mm-hmm. and talking to the kids. They see how you move and how you act. Mm-hmm. One thing that I think is really dope is like not being so flashy. I mm-hmm. think when we start to be too flashy or we start to put our like our love and our eyes on materialistic things, mm-hmm. that's what the kids look at as well. Mm-hmm. And I think like for Nipsey, for instance, he had five chains on all the time, but mm-hmm. he wasn't like he didn't. That's all. He, that was his flashy. That was it. He didn't, <laughs> and you never realized it wasn't a bunch of diamonds. It was good. It was investments. It was dope. Right, man. Yeah. Yeah. He knew that that was appreciating. Yeah. Diamonds depreciate. Mm-hmm. He understood what was going on. Like, he was woke. He, he was, was there. He knew. Yeah. Nipsey. I feel like Nipsey really had the code, and um, we can still work. We can still do good work through mm-hmm. what Nipsey taught. Mm-hmm. Like we definitely took a loss, but we could definitely still do work towards what he was teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. CB as well. And you see juice bars and things coming up. You see them coming in the city, which mm-hmm. is a big like indicator of what they're about to do in the city as For well. Sure. We had uh, Mr. Richards, which has been around, but mm-hmm. they're doing like way more juicing and like mm-hmm. different things like that. And then you have a juice bar on, uh, I think it's Santa Clara. Mm-hmm. But, um, that one I only went to once because when I found out Mr. Richards was doing that, I was like, I got to go support gotcha. my store. So um, I think that the health movement is coming, too, and it's very important that we start waking up to those things, like I said, because people are going to take what they do to themselves and put that out to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. So we have to treat ourselves like we are kings For and sure. queens, and For we sure. have to honor our temples, and we have to honor the earth that we live on. For sure. We got so many... Uh commandments and things that was given to us that we swear we pay attention to and don't follow at all. They say, like I know so many uh, religious people. Mm-hmm. Like I'm more spiritual than religious. I was religious growing up. Until <laughs> got, yeah, until I got awareness of really what's going on. Yeah. I was always aware. I remember I, when I was like six, I asked the pastor where did God come from and he couldn't tell me. That's going to be my next question is how ha- how long have you been thinking the way you think? My own life. <laughs> where did I that come from? I my own. I don't know. I wish I could tell you. Nobody around me is like Bitch, I'm rushing get paid. Oh, you're nothing they raise. No, we flushing they case. No, they rushing they play. Get the bus. I'd rather live out my dreams and eat with my friends than to hustle in these streets till I'm older. Go to the pen. I gotta make a play every day. It's the same shit. Begging her to stay, but she go screaming I ain't shit. Little do she know that this hoe just a lying bitch. Praying that I lose you, I won't abuse you or use you. ATL hit Barcelona and get the usual. Well done, steak, garlic noodles on my plate. Sangria sipping, we tipping, don't need to wait. self-sufficient you don't need nobody's certificate or none of that to make money around here it's free enterprise yeah that's another thing i said to the to the female on facebook that said it's designed for us to fail mm-hmm. so like it's free enterprise out here ain't no more gatekeepers yeah it, usually it was like a, a older white man or somebody that had to tell you you can do this or you can do that now it's free enterprise man you don't need a website facebook instagram snapchat your website just deliver the links deliver product especially as far as music goes mm. All you need is that phone. Yeah. Studio, great music, record great music, and mm-hmm. post it. 
Yeah. Figure out ways to get people to engage <laughs> with you. You so, just said a lot. I'm yeah. feeling that. Definitely on the website stuff because I got a website. And I be like, do I really need this? <laughs> like, if you want it, don't get me wrong. There's no right or wrong way to do yeah. things because to each his own. But I don't think you need it. Yeah, I'm Facebook. expanding the brand. So, I mean, if I incorporate everything I want to, I'll keep the site. But you can also, like you said, you can just have links mm-hmm. to everything. So, it just depends how I would make that look. But mm-hmm. that's real, though. So, who are your biggest? Who are some of your biggest influences? Um, Nipsey Hussle, for sure. Mm-hmm. He brought a futuristic mind state to mm-hmm. the world, to the new age. Mm-hmm. Um... Let me think. Do it matter, like, far as... No. Are we speaking just music, or are we no, speaking just, just anybody. Uh, I like people like uh, Nikola Tesla and shit like that. Like how he realized way back then that we already had Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. It was already electric current flowing through the air. Mm-hmm. And tried to give us Wi-Fi back then. Yeah. But they didn't <laughs> want it. They wanted to hone it. That's futuristic thinking. Yeah. I'm inspired by Jay Z. Mm-hmm. I like um, how he lasted. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable the thing that he pulled off. Like I know he really from the street. Cause mm-hmm. I'm really from the street. Mm-hmm. I know everything he's saying is the truth. Mm-hmm. I know it's honest expression. But how did you pull it off? Mm-hmm. I be thinking about that all the time. Like how did you maintain and withstand all the trials and tribulations? Yeah. All that time, no criminal record. You're a billionaire, a black billionaire. You married the most wealthy famous woman in the world mm-hmm. you showed us that it's okay to have a family and be in love mm-hmm. and have morals and principles mm-hmm. you empower all the people around you you own all your own shit mm-hmm. that's the type of things that inspire me I'm inspired by um it's a few more people uh Harriet Tubman <laughs> definitely Harriet was a G <laughs> For real, she that Underground G. Railroad is something else, man. man. She was a G, man. Then I, I was just watching a song oh on her the God. other day, and I seen how small of a woman she was. Like, ah, oh, man, she was a G, bro. Yeah. She she told me, if you ain't coming, I got to do you dirty because you're going to tell them. Yeah. And it's people like that, though. I think it's people who aren't afraid to take those risks. She mm-hmm. was risking her life every day. Mm-hmm. But she just had to do it. She knew what was going on, and she had to do it. Mm-hmm. Same with Nipsey. Yep. Tupac inspired me. Uh do you think that Jay-Z got so to such a Gary level? Gary Vaynerchuk. I love <laughs> Gary V. I love yeah. people like Elon Musk and uh, just different type of people that, that see a bigger, broad perspective of everything. But what were you saying about Jay-Z? Do you think that he reached the level that he reached because he hasn't been in the streets? Like, he, like I guess comparing the Jay-Z to the Nipsey with the going back to the hood. That's exactly why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly why. I feel like I just I, and I don't see nothing wrong with what Nip did. I just feel like or anything with what Jay Z yeah, did. Yeah, <laughs> no matter, no way. I don't see nothing wrong with what I I, I commend Nipsey, Nipsey so much because people are scared to do that. Yeah, it's people that grew up in neighborhoods and they scared to go out and mingle and talk to the people that mm-hmm. in the places where they come from. And he mm-hmm. the same plaza he used to sell drugs in front of. Used to hustle in front of them. Now we own everything. Yeah. That's amazing. It is. It's damn near impossible when you really think about it. Like, it's Man. innovative. It's it's uh, it's rebellious. You're not supposed to be able to pull that off. I wish that. Like, I really, like, I kept telling myself, like, if there was one thing that, if everybody in the world could have one thing and we all 
wish together. The one thing I wish we would wish for is Nipsey back. Like for mm-hmm. real. Cause I would be amazed to see where, where he would hit it. Like he was on strong message and i love that you're somebody coming from dayton and you're doing what you're doing how you're doing it i think yeah and even though you said you don't have a team i think that what you've done thus far is really impressive that's why I kept looking for you on Facebook and I'm like, when he gonna drop something? Cause right. he doing all this promo. He got all this branding going on, mm-hmm. but I'm waiting for him to drop a project. All right. I was just trying to do it right. <laughs> With it just being me. Yeah. There's so many, so much ground I got to cover. It's time consuming. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But it's, it's worth it. I know it's going to be worth it in the end. So who like, who is your camp as far as like, does, is there anybody that constantly hit your shows or yeah, somebody yeah, yeah. I who... got supporters yeah I don't have a team though yeah. it's a big difference between supporters and a team I got people that's gonna show up and put the Build a Bird tees on and Neural Nation tees they're gonna come they're gonna yeah. know the music but mm. I don't have nobody I'm a quarterback with no players to throw the ball to mm. I'm a point guard with nobody to swing it to or yeah. Nobody to come pick for me so I can go around Ooh. the screen <laughs> I understand feel? that feeling I swear I do yeah you doing like your thing though. Up. You gotta keep doing it. You gotta yeah. keep doing it until you gotta keep doing it no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like one thing I learned with the progression of AOD was that it had to be if it wasn't gonna get done by anybody else, it was gonna get done by me. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people won't believe where you're going or know where you're going. Mm-hmm. Only you know. And, and people okay. don't have the same passion that you yeah, do. Yeah, it's okay. It's, yeah. it's it's perfectly fine. It's not your vision. Mm-hmm. And then if you wanted to follow me, like one of my guys did call me the other day, like uh he heard the mixtape and he like, bro, I love it. I love everything about it. Mm-hmm. I see where it's you're really going good. with it. Thank you, thank you. He like, I love everything mm-hmm. about it. I see where you're going with it. Mm-hmm. You the general, bro. Just lead. Whatever you need me to do, I'm gonna hey, follow. Yeah. So I feel like with me uh, putting the music out, mm-hmm. the team gonna structure themselves around me. They are gonna see the vision and link on to it. Yeah. A lot of times we be having this, this mind state where the people we came up with are our family supposed to help us, and mm-hmm. it ain't. It's not their vision or it's not their yeah destiny. Yeah. And I thank goodness for Tasia. 
my brand manager because she's a part of my team and she's really like she's on it like and you need people like that um but i think too that like you said with family and friends they're not your they're not your target like and i tell people that all the time you can't expect your friends or family to be you're a consumer. Mm-hmm. You can't. Okay. Because at the end of the day, even if they do buy your stuff, you can never measure how great or what progress you're doing if you're looking at them to be that. Mm-hmm. You have to look past that. You have to. Sometimes, even if they do support it's bias, they could not even like what you're doing. They're going to support it. Just support it. I want true, <laughs> for real, I want true That's so true. fans that really love what I'm doing and yeah. understand the mind state that I have. Yeah. And we share a common ground. Mm-hmm. So I feel like just keep putting the content out, and they're gonna come slowly but surely. It yeah. goes back to the marathon concept, mm-hmm. one fan at a time. I you gonna tell have... you a true Nipsey fan? You can for sure, cause you you out here like you out here doing your research. For you sure. out here spreading messages in your music, mm-hmm. and you're like like you said, you took your time on your mixtape. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like uh, I learned so much from Nipsey, so much from starting my company. To just want to be, and don't get me wrong, he didn't turn me on to wanting to be uh, self-made and want to own everything. The first person that got me here to that was like Jay-Z and Master P and guys like that. But <clears throat> for this new age, he was that for the new age. It's like-mindedness. Yeah. When you can see somebody who's spreading a message that you already believe in, mm-hmm. it just shows you that you're not crazy. Like mm-hmm. it's somebody out there that's doing that's exactly what you believe what he in. That's exactly what he did. He yeah. showed me that you ain't crazy. Yeah. You know, you know where you're going because he know where he's going. He got there. And you got the same mind state. So if you keep doing what you're doing, it's going to happen. Yeah. So yeah. then with build a bird, what does that mean? It's just about doing the impossible. Like um, the Wright brothers from the West Side of Dayton, right? Mm-hmm. Technically, they <laughs> built the first man-made bird. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee you, when they set out to do that in 19, was it like 19? Forever ago. Or, or something <laughs> like that. I guarantee everybody around them was looking at them like they was fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, there ain't no way y'all about to pull that shit off. Like, I'm about to do what? Now look. Yeah. My first time getting on the plane was like two months ago. Yeah. The whole time I'm on the plane, I'm thinking about them. Yeah. The I know. Don't that blow your mind? It blew my mind. Like, <laughs> they pulled this off. Like It's like, how did you, and the planes they were using back then weren't even like what we use now. And they were flying, they though. They were flying through the it sky. It blows my mind. Yeah. It blows sure. my mind that people flew back then, period. Because mm-hmm. as nervous as I am on a plane now, I'm like... Mm-hmm. They defy I, I, loved it. I thought I was going to be scared, but I yeah. loved it. I'm looking out the window like a big I loved kid. it. I looked out the window, but I, I'm still nervous because yeah. of the control factor. Facts. That, yeah. that, that will, yeah. Yeah, and I'm claustrophobic, too. Mm-hmm. So it's just a lot for me to wear. I'm not like a crazy claustrophobic. I won't freak out. Mm-hmm. But I have to like go in my mind and keep myself calm when mm-hmm. I'm in a place that I can't control mm-hmm. or a, a tight space. Mm-hmm. And planes can be tight, too, because you know it's however many people, and y'all up in the sky. Mm-hmm. Y'all can't go nowhere. Facts. So I be nervous, nowhere. but yeah. I do love it. Like, I look out the window. <laughs> yeah. And then with Bilderberg, it's a couple more meanings. Like, I don't know if you ever heard of the Bilderberg Group. Mm-mm. Basically, the Bilderberg Group is a family, a collective of all the rich, wealthy families around the world. Like, the Rockefellers are part of the Bilderberg Group. I've never heard of that. Yeah, Secret Society. That's crazy. That's how I want to be. Like, the way they own everything, they're in control of everything. They got so much wealth and knowledge, sacred knowledge that they're passing down to the children. Mm-hmm. Ancestral lineage, mm-hmm. just passing things down. I want to be the same type of person. <clears throat> and then for my dudes from the streets, like, shit, if you're going to do it, do it. Mm-hmm. And speak for yourself. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do it, do it. And fly up out of that. Yeah. Get what you can get and get up out of there before they yeah. come get you. But yeah, it's just about doing the impossible, being what they say you can't be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. so what do you look forward to 
with having children because you spoke earlier and it seems like you definitely want them definitely is it i think a lot of it from what i hear from you is the the opportunity to give them that knowledge Mm -hmm. and to pass things down to them that's exactly what it is my lineage yeah like i feel like we lost so much we lost so much touch with our foundation our roots yes it's amazing like we don't even have no clue yeah what's really going on Mm -hmm. like i've been talking to people about dr shibi for years Mm -hmm. for years people around me yeah been telling you about this for years i've been telling you about nipsey hustle for years these the things that they stand on for years and Mm -hmm. then when he died you tagging me and everything i already showed you five six years ago (laughs) i already told you about this and that's the thing like i knew of dr shibi but like for me and i i was very holistic for a long time Mm -hmm. But then you slip in and out of it when your lifestyle changed. Sure. So I started working in an office job and I was just like getting what was quick, what was easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm going back to that just because I've already been wanting to. Like mm-hmm. I just knew I needed to. My Your body felt different when you're not putting the right things in it and everything. Mm-hmm. But I never truly dug deep into Dr. CB. Like I never really researched him. Mm-hmm. I just listened to what I saw or what was easily available to me. I didn't go deeper. And um, this definitely motivated me to go deeper into that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think Dr. CB and Nipsey, they're still, they're speaking things that we should know. And what first got me hip to Dr. CB, I didn't pay, I didn't research it or nothing because I was so young. But mm -hmm. when Left Eye did that TV show on MTV Mm -hmm. and she was showing herself behind doors and she Mm -hmm. was talking about Dr. CB. Yeah. I was turned on to it then, but I didn't really listen. Yeah. She's your kid. You still got to run back outside. Just like how Tupac was the great of when I was growing up, mm-hmm. I was too young to understand what he was saying until I grew up. Yeah. So it's yeah. just like that sometimes. Like you see things. That's why I don't be mad at people when they get on clink, <clears throat> link on the things late. Yeah. It just me is either. what it is. Yeah. You'll get it when the time right. Yeah. And I think too, like, um, I think that some of this stuff we already know. Like we know, I never use medicine a lot anyway. Mm-hmm. Like I never was never. in the pharmaceutical. Never, never, ever, <laughs> so, ever. Uh, some stuff I just I already, I already neglected. Mm-hmm. Like that's Naturally. just what it is. Yeah. Naturally. And as a woman, I think a lot of women, we get pushed medicine more with mm-hmm. things like birth control, mm-hmm. uh, with things as far as hormones mm-hmm. for different reasons. I'm and for me, yeah. And for me, I don't use none of that. And I had to tell my mama straight up. I was like, I'm mm-hmm. not using that. Like, yeah. that's just not me. I know what I, I use contraceptive, mm-hmm. but I ain't using no birth. Con- I'm not putting no pill in my body. I ain't putting nothing in my arm. And I ain't telling women not to do it. That. I ain't telling women I not to do it, but I, I wouldn't. Close your legs. <laughs> Put a condom on. But that's the thing, though. That's the thing. Like, I would say not to do it, but I'm not going to tell nobody else's kids what to do. And I know mm-hmm. I got a lot of young people who listen, mm-hmm. but... I I don't do it, and that's mm-hmm. the reason why. Mm-hmm. So if people want to understand why I don't do it, it's because I don't want to put anything foreign in my body. I don't believe in no vaccination. <laughs> you don't know what that is. Yeah. Like, honestly, you don't know what that is. You just yeah. trust in somebody because they got a certificate to do what you think they're doing. Yeah. How you know it ain't a higher agenda above them? It's some crazy stuff, though. Speaking of that, because when my dad had the stroke, it was bad. Like, it was mm-hmm. massive. When I first heard about it, they said it was minor. Mm-hmm. And I was up in Columbus, so mm-hmm. I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to go to work. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna come down after work. Um, I go after work, and when I seen him, he initially could still talk. Mm-hmm. He said my name. He still looked like himself. Mm-hmm. But then the next time I went up, and that very next weekend I came down, he looked smaller, like he wasn't able to eat. So they had him on an IV. My mom didn't want him to put a tube in him, like surgically. So he was just getting IV put in him. Um, eventually, they had to put a feeding tube down his throat or mm-hmm. through his nose, however they do it, to give him nourishment because he right. wasn't eating for. However long, um, 
but he he was smaller he couldn't mm-hmm. speak anymore he lost use of his vocal cords he just was very weak at one point the one thing that my dad never stopped doing was following us in the room with his eyes mm-hmm. he was very observant yeah he was very observant and so me and my sister would come in and whenever we would visit we open up our computer and just play music that he loved Sade, play some ohio players whatever and so at some point within that time, I think it was like the second weekend of him being in the hospital, mm-hmm. the cardiologist came in and told my mom, he said, we need to let him go because mm-hmm. he's never going to have a quality of life. And for me, it was from hearing that, okay, he can possibly be out of the hospital in two weeks to, mm-hmm. okay, it's going to be pushed back a little longer. He has to do this. He's going to have to go to rehab, whatever, whatever, to now they're saying we have to let him go. And my mom called me balling. I was bawling. I called my little sister. She had to pray for me, and she calmed me down because she's very religious and spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um, but long story short, when my mom called me and she was telling me what the doctor said, we both cried, and then we just sat there, and we had a conversation, and I told her, I said, we can't do that. We can't. He's still there. Mm-hmm. And so we fast forward to now. It's been – that was in 16, so it's been three years since my dad um, – yeah, three years since my dad had the stroke. And since that time, he's not walking yet, but he's gained so much back. Mm-hmm. Like, he's speaking. He don't speak perfect, but he speaks. He's still very smart. Mm-hmm. Same personality. Still a dad. Still very loving. And he's working on walking. He can That's feel everything. Beautiful. I commend you for doing he that. He can feel everything. Like and I, he probably going to love you for doing that. Like He tell me all the time. We, we take so many things that matter for granted. We put money in, fun in just materialistic stupid shit above time love family yeah morals and principles yeah and my dad is a a huge impact on my thinking like Mm -hmm. my way of thought just Mm -hmm. because i was my like me and my dad was best friends like Mm -hmm. we grew up like pretty much i was up under him Mm -hmm. like he had me in all his all the onesies with his favorite sports teams i was watching the games with him as a baby and then just picking me up from school we'd be doing poetry in the car just like avant-garde poetry just crazy connection with my dad so at the end of the day like i would never take for granted the time we have and i think that a big part of how you treat your children and how you raise your children is learning from the people who raised you. And us as black people, we don't have a lot of connection to our ancestors. Mm -hmm. Like you said, we don't have a connection to that foundation. Mm -hmm. So it's important that we, instead of looking at that and being like, we're lost because we don't have much, Mm -hmm. whatever you do have, honoring that. Like there's a lot of friends that I know who don't have that type of relationship with their father. And so for me, my dad dad is amazing. He never shied away from his responsibilities. And I think a lot of what got him to the point where he had the stroke was he was stressed mm-hmm. because he had so much responsibility, but he never shied away That's from it. That's the fastest it. killer. Yeah. That stress, a bad motherfucker. Boy. Yeah. I know. I went through a deep, deep depression mm-hmm. a few years back. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're dying on the inside. Mm-hmm. You are, not feel. You are. This yeah. feeling is... Uh, Feelings and thoughts are electromagnetic. Like yeah. it comes your it becomes your reality. That's what yeah. the law of attraction is. Yeah. Like people man, stress is a bad <laughs> If anybody watches, stay stress free. I was about to say, do you have any advice for um anybody or anything you would say pertaining to that as far as like cause you just said that you were in a deep depression? Understand that it's inside out and not outside in. Mm. 
life is a mirror. Mm-hmm. The things that you think and the feelings that you feel are what's going to come into your life. There's mm-hmm. no accident. There's no halfway compromise. Mm-hmm. A bum on the street, he thinking about being a bum on the street every day. He don't have no ambitions to do nothing. That's why yeah. he's sitting where he is. Yeah. A person like Nipsey Hussle, he get up and research every day. He plan his on a whiteboard, mm-hmm. dry erase board. He plan his steps out such and such amount of time. Mm-hmm. A person like Jay-Z. Or then you get a person like uh, Tupac and Biggie. Biggie first album was called Ready to Die. You end up dead. But prior to that, your second album was called Life After Death. Mm-hmm. Tupac, all he talked about was death. If I mm-hmm. die tonight, and life is a mirror. People need to realize that mm-hmm. we all want to blame things on other people mm-hmm. and outside sources. Yeah. Life is inside out, not outside in. Mm-hmm. Inside out, not outside in. Change your inside feelings, your inside thoughts, and the outside will change mm-hmm. to accommodate for what you feel. That's why we, that's called standards. When you set a standard, say you as a female, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you had a standard of mm-hmm. what you wanted in a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. And you didn't let that man come into your life until yeah. that man came. That was that standard. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you had that in your mind. And that's women we slip up. Like yeah. there, but that's the thing. Like when you have standards, you do mm-hmm. accept people in your life based off your standards mm-hmm. and set standards on your thoughts. Like when, now, when negative shit come in my head, I say to myself, Nah, nah, we ain't going with that. Yeah. And I replace it with a positive thought or positive yeah. affirmation. <clears throat> it's inside out, never outside in. You control your own reality. You are the creator of your reality. Jesus said in the Bible, did I not say you were gods also? Yeah. Yeah. And I think people get upset with people who are putting Nipsey in that God-like light. But when you we are... all are. He just knew. <laughs> yeah. He but... just knew. He was more in tune. Then his... his uh, his ancestry was so much cleaner and thicker than ours. Like he, he was. He was going back to where he was from. Yeah, Eritrea. Yeah, like he. He was not removed from that. Yeah. Like you got to go back three, four, three or four generations to get to where our ancestors mm-hmm. came from. Yeah. Or where our family, our real bloodline came from. His dad was from over there. Mm-hmm. His grand, his dad's mother still live over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it was. He was just closer. He understood. Yeah, and I always tell people, like, we are, uh, we're all of God. Mm-hmm. We're all of God. So if you believe that you're of God, then you should see God when you look in the mirror. You should see God when you look at other people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how you treat people well as well. That's mm-hmm. how you go throughout life treating people with compassion and respect. Because if I believe that I'm of God, then how could I not look at you and respect you in the same way? Come on. We all are the same. I don't even see color. When I, when Nipsey first got killed, I put on my status. Um, why would y'all kill Nip? Why do we hate each other so much? Mm-hmm. And people instantly came bashing me. How do you know it was a black person? How do mm-hmm. you know it was a nigga? I said, "What's <laughs> anything about a nigga?" I said, "We, the human family. Yeah, yeah. Not black people. Yeah. We all black. Mm-hmm. When you think about it, mm-hmm. all of us. Mm-hmm. Puerto Ricans are black. <laughs> Asians used to be black. They were mm-hmm. Afrocentric Asians. Mm-hmm. Uh." I heard Caucasian people come from albinos. I mean, we all black. Yeah. Either you, you different shades of the uh, the color prism. Yeah. We all melanated people. Yeah. We all it's deeper than just that. It's about the human family. Yeah. Why do we hate each other so much? Yeah. How can you see a person just off of their skin color? You despise them. Mm-hmm. I know why, because we were gifted with gifts that God just gave us naturally that y'all hate. Mm-hmm. But it, I don't care about that. If it was yeah. vice versa, I wouldn't think like that. Yeah. That's just not me. It's a fair game. Yeah, it's it is. Fair, it it's a fair game. No it's a fair game. You better wake up and play the game before they take all these resources and snatch the internet and, and 
edit and alter the internet to where we can't do what we need to do. Amen. It's free out here. Well, on that note, <laughs> I want to thank you so much for coming out. It thank was a you. pleasure to meet you in person. It's a pleasure to meet and you. And I definitely out. stay tuned in to what you got going on. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for more. Mm-hmm. Diamond in the Rough is going to be bumping for a while. Yeah. So I'm not like in a rush. <laughs> I'm not going to be bugging you. Mm-hmm. But I definitely want to stay in tune and I want to keep up with you. And I will bring you back on because I love the way you think. And I think that you have a lot that you can share with people. Mm-hmm. And I think that people will be inspired by watching your journey. Mm-hmm. And that's what Army of Dreamers is all about. Sure. Thank you. I appreciate you for yeah. having me on. Yep. So where can people find you on social media? <clears throat> uh, all platforms, Rob Nero, R-O-B space N-I-R-O. Uh, Facebook, Rob Nero, YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes. All the same thing, Rob Nero. Yeah. So y'all go find him, listen to his music, leave comments, like. Yeah, um, let me know what y'all think. I'm <laughs> in the rough out right now. Yeah. On SoundCloud. Yeah. And y'all can find me at AOD Media Group. And yep. this, uh, anything related to Rob Nero from us will definitely be on the platform as well. Peace. Peace. I got a chip on my shoulder. Hey. I feel my heart getting colder. colder. Bet on myself as a youngin'. Knew I be great when I'm older. Baby got hella potential. Take that little bitch and I mold her. Stacking this paper's essential. Put that shit on up a holder. I gotta eat, go and get a plate. I'm taking trips in and out of state. They want me to see, stock and feel the hate. They got me convinced that a nigga great. I know they tense, thought that I would break. I'm back on the clock, never running late. I'm back on the block, tossing to the paint. I'm taking my shot, pulling for the tray. I know the game in this fucking world. Well. Say she got a nigga, no fucking tail. Plus, I got me a piss on.